the bottle Put your foot down on the throttle Buckle up, motherfuckers, for the Dog Water Radio
We can't. <laughs> Not on Rex Manning Day. Alrighty, folks. Welcome, everybody, to Dogwater Radio, episode 21. We apologize for the delay. We've been on a bit of a hiatus, I yeah. guess. Um, that song we just played for you was Hanging Around by Husky Burnett. That was off of the Ruckus in Place album. Just released officially off the pre-sale, ready to go out the door. Order it now at the Ruckus in the Record store. Yes. Was it a big cartel or... Yes, it'll, yeah, it's a big cartel. You can find the link in many places. Um, oh, sorry, folks. I do apologize. We are, uh, we're out here in beautiful remote wildlife refuge country. Again. Yeah, it's too goddamn cold to fucking record outside today with the video. It's pretty out, though. But, but yeah. Windy, chilly. So how have you been, man? It's been what, probably like a month since we recorded. Yeah, I think since we we uh, yeah when we last left you guys, half of Oregon was on fire and we couldn't fucking breathe because of the smoke. Now uh, we're in hoodies and sweatshirts instead of sweating around. And still off. can't breathe because and of the smoke <laughs> that's in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, had to be safe to do the show. Yeah, we had to get right you know yeah, i've not really been doing anything just working and heading home that's about it so yeah you uh you've had a quite a while quite a big you know few weeks yeah um yeah we went on vacation last week went to the rogue brewery i'll tell you guys all about that in our beer segment um went to the oregon aquarium you know i mean i i have you don't really notice a lot about the quarantine and the a lot of things are opened back up now. Nice. Um, didn't really affect our vacation too much. I mean, there was some, uh, you know, some of the exhibits at the aquarium were down and then you only could go one way. And same with Ripley's Believe It or Not, you could really only just go one way through. There's no bouncing around going cool. to see see everything multiple times or whatever so that was a little different but i've know. seen you take a picture of yourself with your favorite president there at ripley uh yeah you know <laughs> they should have made like a chewed bubblegum statue of him or some shit you know use tampons fuck yeah it's election season yeah. oh man yeah i can't one thing's for sure win lose or draw I can't wait for this season to be over. Yep. Um, I'm tired of fucking hearing about it either way. Uh, tired of watching these morons debate each other, you know. And Red or blue, we all get fucked in the end. Exactly. You know. So, I voted blue, obviously, for obvious reasons. I think the obvious fucking lesser of evils is, is Biden, unfortunately. But, uh, you know. I also made a promise to myself that this is the last time I will vote for somebody that I don't endorse. Mm -hmm. um, I have not voted yet. Really? Did you get your ballot yet? Yeah, I got it. I just haven't, haven't sat down and voted yet. You know, all the uh, all the <laughs> measures are pretty cut and dry. Um, yeah. I voted yes on the suicide thing. Yep, same here. Um, for a while, I, I'm voting yes on it. So. 
And there's a there's a bill on there to move all the Oregon tax dollars to help with rehab centers and shit like mm-hmm. that, which I voted yes for. Um, I can't remember what the other shit was, but it's all pretty cut and dry for Oregon. Um, but yeah, and then Biden and I did I did I mean I didn't vote completely blue across the board though. I voted for a couple Republicans. Yeah. And Especially the, local ones. Yeah, I, voted for Jim, I voted for Jim Doherty on the fact yeah. that he was the only local politician I saw actually doing work during the fucking election. So I figured, fuck it, if he cared enough about his his county to be out there trying to get people to sign up for the census, which is important, especially for little areas. You know, that's how we well, get our funding. Like, well, that's how we get, yeah. Especially from those, you know, I, to play the devil's advocate here, you know, um, you know, as much as I love watching Kate Brown piss Republicans off, she's kind of a shitty governor anyways. Um, I really do love how she gets under their fucking collar. And, but at the same time, like, she's a fucking bitch. So it's important for us to do our census so we get the funding that we need for shit because they don't fucking care about what happens over here. So so when I see him out in 100 degree weather getting people to sign their census because a lot of people don't even know what the fuck it is. You well, know? no, not at all. Like he's out there helping um, mentally retarded people fill their census mm. out. You know, mm-hmm. like um, and politely and nicely explaining it to him, you know. And yeah, Jim's, I mean, I don't know him personally but from what I've heard, the guy's a pretty damn stand-up person. Yeah, and then he, he came to my, uh, you know, and then he came to my house like a few days later and just dropped off a ballot said I won't take up any more of your evening, but I just wanted to introduce myself and here's my card. You can look up what I stand for on the internet. And But I'm pretty sure, I mean, I don't think it necessarily says he's Republican, but his, <laughs> his last name's Doherty and he's from Morrow County, so I'll go ahead and assume that he's probably bleeding heart conservative. I don't know bleeding heart, but he probably falls to the right a little bit more than, than that Joel Peterson guy. Yeah. Because everybody's telling me to vote for Joel Peterson, actually, but I didn't see him out fucking doing shit. So I haven't seen him doing shit either. I think he joined the race a little late, honestly, mm-hmm. and fucking I think that uh, that um, maybe maybe he should have tried a little bit harder myself. So who'd but, you, uh, who'd you vote for for sheriff? I voted for, um, Pratt because I'm mm-hmm. fucking tired of Matlack shit. Right. So, um, Matlack came out as a pretty good sheriff for about half of his reign, but he's also let a lot of shitty cops stay overstay their fucking welcome. Yeah, He's let some shit slide that shouldn't have. Yeah, for sure. And, also, I don't like how my hometown is paying the county sheriff's office to fucking do the bare minimum. You know, they need to. And not actually. And one of the biggest reasons they voted Cody high out is Cody wanted to bring the local police back and use some of their money for that. And everybody got pissed about it. They'd rather pay the county sheriff's office a bunch of money to have them fucking do the bare minimum than have local police. Instead of having three or four local Essentially, police. we're paying for Boardman's policing for the most part. Yeah. You know, that's where the county cops are always at is Boardman and Irrigan. They're never in Hebner. They're never in the north end of the county. And Which I they, get it because the north end of the county, well, up until... Um, they're never in the south end of the county. South, yeah, that's what I meant. The, yeah. They're never in the south end of the county because up until like a couple of years ago, we were pretty, even with the scummy people, we were pretty well self-policed, you know? There wasn't a lot of shady shit going on until about three, four years ago. Yeah. But now that we need the help, it's still not there. It's still, still other places. 
We, so. ba we basically need to... Uh, We're just as scummy as Boardman or Harrigan at this point. You pretty know? much. It used to be everybody talked about how great Hebner was, but I think Boardman's a lot better. I'd move there if the rent wasn't so high. As a matter of fact, if I find something that's not, I probably will. So... A little you local get, politics for you, you guys that don't always, give a shit. You can, always, <laughs> you can always buy a travel trailer and, you know. I couldn't. I got three dogs. There's people in the park with three and four dogs that are trailers. Yeah, well, I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not a fucking, I'm not them. So, what do you got? You got one dog in yours, right? Just a little one, right? Yeah, dot. Dottie. Yep, dot. She's a little, well, she's a. I don't know what you small medium like. She's not small and she's not really a medium sized dog. She's well, she a Dotson, right? No, she's a Jack Russell Chihuahua. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and then uh, speaking of dogs and my dogs, my dog gave the babysitter a fucking wrath of shit while we were gone. So might have been the last vacation we take for a while because Brody can't behave himself. What was he doing to her? He's just aggressive, and I fucking he's a pit bull and. <laughs> Is he growling at her? No, or? I don't know, but I think so. Here's the deal: like I play with Brody's always been bitey. Like uh -huh. he bites. That's his. That's his thing, and it's always been one of his downfalls. And unfortunately, we're kind of shitty pet owners, so we haven't really done a lot about it. Because like I'm disgusting. Like I don't care if I get dog slobber on me or whatever. He doesn't bite hard, but if you don't know pit bulls that well and you're used to dealing with more mellow dogs, and you have a pit bull biting you. You know, and growling at you and shit. Like, you think it's, it could probably be pretty fucking intimidating. Yeah. Like, you know? you're going to get bit or something. But he's just like that. And he's, it doesn't, it's just how he plays. And he doesn't listen. And I think this girl was pretty passive. And, like, when Brody's in trouble, he needs to know that he's in trouble. Mm -hmm. Like, I fucking have to, you know, get loud with him. I don't necessarily scream at him unless he's outside doing something real bad, you know. But, uh, if he's inside, I just yell at him enough, and he knows, like, oh, shit, Dad's pissed now. Like, I need to fucking quit doing what I'm doing. But, like, I also, like, I shove him around and shit, and we we'll play all rough. rough. You know, so, but she's a little, I mean, she's not petite, but she's pretty mellow. You know, I think she's pretty passive, and that's not how she likes to do shit. So, when she's, like, kind of pushing him off, or he thinks she's playing, prob this is, I don't know. She didn't tell me exactly what happened. She's just, like, he's a bit aggressive and a bit much. And then she had a little chihuahua she wanted to bring over, too. And he wasn't having it, which kind of worries me a bit because his etiquette with other dogs, you know, isn't isn't up to par, you know? Mm -hmm. But to be fair, her chihuahua's kind of a shithead. Sorry, Carmen, if you're listening. I think you understand that your dog is kind of a shit. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, so... Brody's a dick. He's a puppy still. Hopefully he wasn't humping her. That's all. I'm I'm like really worried he was humping. <laughs> and she doesn't want to tell me she he was humping because I did get him fixed and he got really weird with my niece Amelia or my sister. What I mean, I don't know. My mom adopted my cousin's kids, so it's kind of weird. So she's not really my niece, but she's like, I don't know, I feel like we're closer than cousins, I guess. But then again, now she's like my adopted sister, so but it's weird calling her my sister because she's like eight. And I'm like 36, you know. Yeah. Kind of like a step-by-step -step type thing. Yeah, or something. I don't know. Fucking, uh, 
I kind of like them, but I'm also kind of like a father figure to them, too. So it's kind of weird in that sense, you know. But a very absent father. I like just pop in to give Jaime advice on shit and then leave. <laughs> or yell at him for being an asshole. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I haven't forgot where this is going. I'm baked. Yeah. So, maybe we should play some more music. Yeah, we should. Oh, yeah, we got a beer segment yeah. coming out. We'll even this fucking stone out yeah. with some drinking. We'll crossfade it out. Speaking yeah. of Rogue, I brought some party favors back. Um, I'm actually going to figure out what I drank while I was gone, too, on our little break here. So, we're going to keep the theme going for a minute here. Um, this is some more songs off of the Ruckus in Place compilation album. Uh, it's Lauren Walker Madsen Tight Lines this is live at High Desert Recordings followed by Sweet G.A. Brown I Broke Wahoo's Leg the demo version which is also sorry I got the hiccups um, I Broke Wahoo's Leg which is also or it's a demo version it's also the uh, um, off of the Ruckus in Place compilation Sweet G.A. Brown's goddamn good man mm-hmm I think he's probably one of the favorites on the album, and he's one that I added last minute when few people bailed out. So I'm really glad I did because I really, really like uh, like him quite a bit. So, but anyways, folks, we'll be right back with you. Sun up or give me sundown. Hell, give me the middle of the day. You know where I can be found. I'll take the rain or I'll take the shine or I'll take a million miles of sky where I lose track of my time. I'll follow dotted lines to an exit sign. I drive an old dirt road down to the end of the line where I go to get my fix. And some hooks, rip some lips. Sometimes my gal or guitar can't get me feeling as high. I need those tight lines Yeah, those tight lines Yeah, I need a rig Might be a jig Might be a Texas Carolina Try to hook me a pig I fish the bottom Yeah, I fish the top Fish out every log and boulder Trying to make that bait walk I follow dotted lines to an exit sign I drive an old dirt road down to the end of the line Where I go to get my fix Set some hooks, rip some lips Sometimes my gallery or guitar can't get me feeling inside I need those tight lines Yeah Yeah, those tight lines
like burning gas Hell yeah, like burning grass Like burning gas, then grass Gonna burn some gas, grass, then try to find me some bass I reel them in, reel them in, reel them I'll follow guided lines to an exit sign I drive an old dirt road out of the other line Where I go to get my fix and some hooks, rip some lips Sometimes my gallery guitar can't get me feeling inside I need those tight lines Where did he go to medical school? He went to Northwestern and Johns Hopkins. Is that good enough for you? No, it's not. Well, Brennan, those are very prestigious schools. <laughs> I smoked pot with Johnny Hopkins. You don't know anyone named Johnny Hopkins. It was Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering, and they were blazing that shit up every day. And I sold shotgun shells to Kurt Cobain If I could do you in, I'd do it right now and it'd make me smile Well, hump that camel, brother, I ain't walking a half a mile Well, I ate a peach, I think that's back around 72 And I shoved Jimmy Buffett off the stage a time or two Cause I'm the man to turn ain't on the hair wet and I'm the man that broke Wahoo's leg Well, I'm the man that taught John Denver how to fly his plane And I sold shotgun shells to Kurt Cobain Yeah, now Over in his sleep for snoring too loud and There's a few other things that I've done that I'm not too proud I went mountain climbing with old Bozemus and I pushed him down But I did him a favor cause I think it kinda turned his career around Well I'm the man that turned Hank on the hair wet Yeah I'm the man that broke Wahoo's leg Well I'm the man that taught John Denver how to fly his plane and I sold shotgun shells to Kurt Cobain Bucks for Evander's ear 
And I'm the man that bought George Jones' first round of beers As soon as I figure you out, I'm gonna get you too Cause your vice is your undoing, and I'm here for you Well, I'm the man that turned Hank on a heroin And I'm the man that broke what was left Well, I'm the man that talked John Denver out of my plane And I sold shotgun shells at Kirk Cobain yeah, I sold shotgun shells at Kirk Cobain folks we're back that was lauren walker madsen tight lines live at the high desert recording and followed by sweet ga brown i broke wahoo's leg that was the demo version of that both of them however are off ruckus and plays the most recent ruckus and records compilation album built in wake of covid most of them are home recordings of some side some kind or diy recordings so, but anyways, we're back for the beer segment. As I reported in the last segment, I went to the Rogue Brewery, so we have all Rogue today. I know. We're going to have to move away from the Rogue pretty soon, because that's, that's what I've been doing. I've <laughs> been a lot of Rogue. Running low on the... And I'm actually going to... Um, I tried a bunch of beers while I was off, and I'm going to run through them all while uh, um, we're doing the review, just to give everything most of them are rogues because like i said i went to the rogue brewery but the one we're going to be trying today i actually i'll be honest i had a sip of this when claire had hers but i had a mouthful of food so i didn't get a really good um good uh you know evaluation of it i guess so um this one is called rogues pineapple party punch it is a hazy india pale ale brewed with pineapple and toasted coconut so on the back it says pineapple punch is a tropical escape and a beer from the opening surge of pineapple and citrus to the smooth sweet coconut finish you'll swear you're kicked back toes in the sand on a breathtaking tropical island enjoy your escape then on little star it says it's malty bitter piney and citrusy and tropically um so yeah this is a uh, hazy ipa we were talking earlier i think um uh I think I'm digging the hazy IPAs. IPA, yep. I like the hazy IPAs. Yeah. Oh, I forgot too. I had another one to add to that. But anyways, let's see. without further ado, I think you're gonna like this. It smells tropically. Yeah, mine's not as strong as I remember the last taste being. Maybe it's because I had a bunch of food in my mouth. It was almost overpowering last time I had it. This time it's kind of really perfect. 8.4 alcohol in this shit, too. The can is really cool. I mean, mm-hmm. we were just talking about how great Rogue does with their uh, logos and shit. I really like their logos. They're, whoever does their art's fucking... And has forever. Yeah. I feel like, you know. Even just going back to, like, the normal 22-ounce bottles. Like, all their art's been cool. Mm-hmm. I miss their 22-ounce bottles, man. And at the... That's one complaint I do have is at the Rogue Brewery, they didn't have a lot of them, you know. Like four, I think they're really moving away from the twenty-two ounce mm. bottles, which makes me makes me sad. I think a lot of those places are moving away from the bottles to cans. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. No, it's 
Claire didn't like them. Definitely tastes pineapple more than the coconut. Mm-hmm. It's not as um over it's not as powering as the combat wombat was. No, it's not as hoppy as combat wombat. I thought it was gonna be. Nope. It honestly for uh for a pay or for an India, this is the right type of hop flavor for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not too hoppy. It's mm-hmm. a good IPA. You know, I've been beating a dead horse with saying I'm really moving away from the IPAs just because I think a lot of them are starting to taste like shit as the more popular they get. They, they just all, the ones that I've like noticed, like, and I've bitched about this also, but like, you don't need to make a beer so fucking hoppy that it's not like fun to drink. Yeah, I like hop. Yeah. I really do. I love that I don't that mind hop. A, a hoppy, or, you know, a little bit of a hoppy India pale with, you know, something else. But, you know, I don't need this Imperial Double IPA Red Hoposaurus, you know, that, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hey, I give this a three and a half. It's not as good as the Combat Wombat. Um... But it's one of the better IPAs I've had for a while. I also don't like the fruity shit, and but but with saying that, it's not overly powering, you know. Um, the Combat Wombat, you know, I was really flipping out for it last time, but I don't think I could drink a bunch of those. I can't. My belly was kind of my belly was kind of upset after one, so I think I'd probably be at a two or three. It's a little sweet, but this right. one isn't as sweet, so mm-hmm. it's just enough to. You can kind of get a little bit of the coconut on the first of the t- of the first taste of it. Yeah, I can see that. It's like fresh pineapple too. It's mm-hmm. not fake ass. It's not a fake. A- it's not like a tropical punch. Yeah, it's, type it's of pineapple. Taste. Yeah, it's like real fucking pineapple. Like, I would almost be willing to bet they just fucking huck up pineapple and huck I, it in there. I'm, like, gerb, they basically juiced a bunch of pineapple and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's good. I mean I'm gonna start. I think I need to start curving my my grading system a little bit harder. You know, because. Um, so I'm gonna give this a three and a half. It's pretty average rogue, which is better than average every other beer. I'll give it a solid three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're not as much of an IPA guy as but, me. I mean, it's good. This is actually probably one of the best like IPAs I've had in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why? While we finish these, I'll go down the line of what um, what else I had. What. While I was on vacation. And a lot of these, if you're a beer drinker, a lot of you guys are probably like, oh, fuck, you're just trying this. This shit's been around forever. But mm-hmm. um, for me, a lot of it was the first time. And I decided to go a little different area since I'm starting to like the darker shit now. So um, from the Rogue Brewery, <laughs> I had uh, the Chocolate Ale. I gave that a four on um, the Tapped In app. The one I couldn't think about earlier that I remembered that I had there was the Condor Kolsch, which I gave a three and a half. It's just a solid Kolsch, <laughs> a little domestic-y. Also, keep in mind, all of these are off the tap. So, I was saying that, too. They gave me for free a sample of the American Lager off tap, which I kind of shit all over the American Lager when I 
tried out it. Out of the can, yeah. Out of I the can. I know you didn't like it out of the I can. I did not like it out of the can, but it was very good off tap, ice cold. Um, mm. So I would drink it again off the tap. Nice. Actually, you know, I should convince Cody to get the American Lager next mm-hmm. time because it'd probably go over really well at Bucknum's. I, I believe it would because there's a lot of just, like, plain, simple beer drinkers there. The same as, like, the mm-hmm. you know, the Ten Barrel Pub beer. Oh, and yeah. shout out, shout out to Cody High. He got us this beautiful painting made for Dogwater Radio by oh, yeah. Skyland Wolford. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then when I went to see him yesterday, I told him I'd come by Bucknum's more if he got a Rogue on tap. And he, I walk in and sure shit, he's got fucking Rogue's Honey Colch on tap, which is the one I told him to get too, which, uh, which is a good beer, good beer. Um, but anyways, um, then. I had the cherry, what is it, Choco something. Cherry, it's like the cherry Choco one. I, I can't mm-hmm. fucking read my handwriting. It's like Choco Bishin or some cherry shit. Cherry chocolate stout or something. Yeah, I mean, that's oh, essentially. Uh, cherry Choco Oh, okay. Cherry Choco Yeah, that one was really good. Um, I actually gave that a 3 5. Um, I think I probably should bump it up to a 4, though, looking back. Um, my only issue with it is it's really sweet. Mm. That was Claire's favorite beer that we had there. Um, uh, and it was it was really good. I'd give it a four. Um, one that was kind of a surprise for me was their Yellow Snow Pilsner. Um, I really liked that. And then when I asked him, because it's got a very... Um, it's got a it's got a very unique flavor to it, and I couldn't pinpoint what it was. And they told me it was spruce needles, but don't let that like throw, don't let that throw you off because it would have if I would have known there were spruce needles in it. I would have been like, I'm not fucking getting that. But I I didn't notice it, so I tried it, and it was really good. So um, yeah, the yellow snow pilsner's good. All these are off tap. Might taste like shit in the can. Who knows? Um, but the yellow snow's good. And then uh, I went to Moe's that night as well and had the Rogue Moles Kolsch, or Moe Moles, Moe's Kolsch, and I gave that a 3.5. And I gave the Pilsner a 4. Um, So, yeah, the Moe's Kolsch, I gave it a 3.5. Just a good fucking, kind of really domestic-y, but not bad. Um, Better than a Coors. Uh, better than really anything domestic, but kind of had the, you know, it's a... It seems to me, it feels to me like Kolsch's are really kind of going in the lager territory. And mm-hmm. maybe I just had some really good Kolsch's out the gate. And they've always been kind of lagery. But that's just kind of how I feel. Like, I feel like the Kolsch's are becoming more lagery. Well, Kolsch's use more malt than they do hops in the mm-hmm. brewing process. They're good, though. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like those really foggy beers. But mm-hmm. sometimes you get one and they're not all that great. Um, and then yesterday, Cody High also hooked me up with the um, Terminal Gravity Brewing Festival beer, which was really good. Um, it's a darker beer. Not sure. I can't really tell you what's uh, what's in it or what uh, um, what yeah, what it makes it so special. I guess you know. But I think that might be the first Terminal Gravity that I've had. Because they pretty much they stick with dark beer, I think. Mm-hmm. So up until recently, I haven't been into it. But that was really tasty. It was a dark ale is what it was. Yeah, Terminal Gravity does a lot of uh, IPAs. Do they? Yeah. IPA, double IPA. Let me have that up there. <clears throat> All right. 
I'm going to fucking get this other one on the roll. I can't choke that one down right now. <laughs> it's a pretty yeah. IPA after you let it sit for a hot minute. I, I burped. I burped at it. Like, it was like, oh, there, there's the fucking hops. This next one's probably more up your alley. This one, that other one we got you. Mm-hmm. Secretly, I think Clara's kind of buttered I brought you this. What, the Marionberry? Yeah, but since she gave the Deli Hobbit one of my good beers in one of her bomboozled baskets, I told her to go fuck herself, and then I was bringing you one anyways. Nice. Because <laughs> she really likes these ones. But, um, but yeah, so my next one, this one I've actually had for a while. I got this one at... Um, <laughs> I got this one at a Great Pacific when we got Oof. our variety six pack, which we need to go back there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm running low on beer. I can get yep. through next week, but, well, but I got. A, I think I got like one beer left. Yeah, so maybe in the next couple of weeks, in the yeah. beginning of the month pay period, we should make a trip over. Yep, new November. Mm-hmm. So I got this another Rogue, which I actually didn't get at the brewery. This is the peculiar Pachyderm. Pachyderm. Which is, you know, another great can. This is a uh, pale ale as well. So, yeah, I'm kind of pale aled out. I really uh, kind of dreading this. Hopefully it's good. I don't know. It doesn't really say what makes it special. It doesn't have the markings on it, which I kind of dig that, you mm-hmm. know. What's it brewed with, you know? Right. So. I don't know. What do you got there, Joe? Well, you brought me... Uh, Rogue Marionberry Sour. And this is one beer that I have been really wanting to uh, try. And uh, <clears throat> on the back here, it says, Dedicated to farmers and gardeners on our farm in Independence, Oregon. Shout out to Independence. We grow Marionberries, pumpkins, honey, and ten varieties of hops. Not only is Oregon the birthplace of the Marionberry, but our farm is just located... Is located just miles from the first Marionberry fields. Mm. You really can't find a better place to grow these big, juicy berries. Mm. Inspired by the berries on our farm, we brewed the sour ale to highlight the unique flavor of the Marionberry and share it with the world. We're gonna have to start calling you Big Juicy. I like how you said that. (laughs) Juicy berries. All right, so without further ado, yep. All right, go ahead and throw yours on there. Ooh, this one has a little bit more. This one's got um really good smell to it. Actually, not really fruity. It almost smells nutty almost. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Um, the can's sticky because my fridge is gross. That's actually not bad. It's fucking pale ale But it's different. I don't know. It's definitely different pale ale. Oh, that's fucking good. Yeah, I thought you'd probably like yeah, that. It's a sour, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It almost smells like wine. Mm-hmm. Mm, not for me. Actually, this is not a bad. That's not a bad ale, no, is it? That's not a bad pale ale. Yeah, that Marionberry is not for me, mm, though. Mm. It tastes like a lot like that uh, Braggot I got from Rogue mm-hmm. a few years back that I didn't like. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not a sours guy. No. I'm sure if you like sours, I'm sure it's great, but it tastes really whiny to mm-hmm. me. 
Um, really fruity. And that's actually what Claire said, too. She said it tastes really whiny. She loves it, though. So, yeah, man. I give this another three and a half. Pretty, uh, pretty consecutive uh, rogue. The peculiar pachyderm. Don't know what makes it special. Should have looked it up, I guess. The fucking can's cool. Yeah. Like the art. Yeah, it is. Like an alien elephant thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a three-eyed fucking weird horned fucking mammoth. Yeah. That's tattoo-worthy can art there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you should do. You should uh, go down one of your legs and get different, like, rogue characters, <laughs> like, tattooed on That'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm that big of a rogue fan, but what do you think you're going to give yours there, big guy? I think I'm going to give it a four. Solid four. It's not been the best one that I've ever had, but it's pretty good. Huh. People are fucking shooting. We got hunters out here shooting any geese. Huh. That's a tender swan right there. Oh, yeah. That's definitely different. Yep. Huh. I didn't know people were down there. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, all right, man. Well, it's been a good beer segment. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. 16 minutes in. Yeah, 60 minutes in. We got hunters shooting at geese right below us. Yeah. That... Seen a, uh, an odd bird that you don't normally see around this area. It's flying off to itself now. Yeah, it's going over there to the little pond. All righty. Well, we'll be right back with you to give you the boob tube segment for this uh, this week. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. I parked my bar stool next to yours for the night Because I know you and something don't seem right Wouldn't leave you here all on your own Cause friends don't let friends drink alone We don't have to talk about it I can probably guess There's got to be a woman That got you in this mess Sometimes all that a man can do Is drink to live another day so I sit here with you and will drink your pain away. We'll give the bartender our cards and our keys because we're gonna put a bounty out on old Jim Beam. I wouldn't send you off to do that on your own. Cause friends don't let friends drink alone We don't have to talk about it I can probably guess There's got to be a woman Got you in this mess Sometimes all that a man can do Is drink to live another day so I sit here with you 
and we'll drink your pain away and we'll drink our pain away I'll have some of the um, some of the yellow and don't get cheap on me
sound right does it hey read this tonight you will get your dick ripped off is that a prize i'm getting bad at like all righty folks we're back and you know what shit to bed i forgot to tell you guys what i was playing as we left <laughs> we always play some drinking songs and our drinking songs this week are friends don't let friends drink alone by mr felix thursday that is also off the Ruckus and Place compilation, followed by Whiskey Dick, Drunk as Hell. We always can count on yeah, Whiskey Dick to give us a drinking song. Um, I'm sure Drunk as Hell has probably been one of our drinking songs before, but fuck it, we should just play Whiskey Dick every week. Yeah, just what what Whiskey Dick, instead of the drinking songs, it's like, what Whiskey Dick song are we playing <laughs> this week? Yeah, we should just play Whiskey Dick, at least one Whiskey Dick song every week. Um... But yeah, so, yeah, I also th forgot last segment to say that I tried the Rogue Pumpkin Patch Ale, and that was good as well. I gave that a four, but um, anyways. So yeah, and speaking of Whiskey Dick, they are in the process of making Ruckus and the Records new patches and new beanies. Sweet. Yep, right now. So, pretty stoked. We'll have some of those ready for you in the upcoming weeks. Um, we also got pre-orders for hoodies going on. We're using the Ruckus uh, Ruckus Rick design that Quentin Baker did with uh, the Working Class logo. Um, so we're using that. That's going to be pretty cool as well. So you got your winter gear coming for you. Also in Ruckus news... Since we're talking about it, I might as well just roll into Ruckus News. We've got some great fucking Ruckus News. Uh, here pretty quick, in the next week or so, we will be sending Cole Hinkle's album off for print, which means it should be hitting your doorstep by around Thanksgiving, I would Ooh, say. Nice. So, yeah. And also, uh, back to the hoodies. Hoodies will be hitting your doors by Christmas, so if you would like to purchase a Christmas um, present as a hoodie for somebody... You can do that now. So, fucking eight. Maybe uh, maybe I'll sign a bunch of shotgun shells for them, and like we'll send them huh. an empty shotgun shell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be ordering. Uh, I'm ordering dog water stickers soon too. So, um, now's also a good time. I don't know if we've talked about this on the air. Actually, I think we did talk about it last time. But we are going to start working on a dog water radio compilation now that the uh, now that. Uh, the Ruckus in Place compilation is officially out and on the on the store shelf. 
we're going to be starting to work on a dog water radio compilation. Probably not live from the trailer this time because nope. we're no longer live from the trailer. But we'll figure out some catchy, catchy thing. If any of you guys got any suggestions for a name for our, our compilation album we're going to be doing, hit us up. And if you've been a band that's on this show, been featured on the show, and you would like to contribute a song to our compilation album, let us know. We're going to start working on that. Probably... Um, I would say probably right after the new year starts, but it's going to be a process. It'll probably take us some time to get the art done. I will probably stick with Quentin, um, doing the art for that as well. Um, and then I will, we'll start working on the art, start working on the comp, um, songs and the artists, and then, uh, we'll work on mastering. So yeah, maybe me and you can do a duet for it or something. Maybe we could do that. Get a couple more people, maybe do a whole four a fortet. Yeah, we could see. Um But yeah, so uh my allergies are fucking up on me right now. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> kinda snotty. We're also gonna be doing Dog Water Radio Artist of the Year. I think March is our year anniversary from when we started back up, right? I believe March or April. Yeah, so um somewhere in there. So you still got time. We will figure out how we're going to figure that out. But one thing's for sure is if you don't contribute music to us, um, we won't put you in the runnings. We'll probably pick our top, I would say probably our top 10 artists of the year for the show. And then we'll let you guys vote on it. Well, hell, keeping a normal uh, top five, why don't we do, we'll do the top five and... Oh, yeah, I guess we could, but, I mean... Do top five two different. If we both do top five... Yeah, that'd be ten. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the top five new artists, and, you know, some people might opt out of that as well to not want to want to contribute, but I think we're going to offer a cash prize, maybe some merchandise, some koozies, probably do a hundred koozies, um, I think, or... Maybe we'll give a choice. We get like a hundred koozies, a hundred something. Hell, I'll, I'll barbecue them dinner someday. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can do like two hundred and fifty stickers with a hundred koozies, and then like a hundred bucks cash for the winner or something. Mm-hmm. So and a signed eight by twelve of your <laughs> <laughs> on a bearskin rug. Ooh, gonna have to borrow bearskin from somebody. <laughs> they, they don't mind getting kind of sticky. Yeah, so we got that going on, man. So I'm going to start pushing that on the media soon now that we're back at it and running rough shot on things. But, but yeah, I don't know what else really to talk about here. Uh, go over and head up the store. You guys, you just got a bunch of shit in the store, redid the store, got a bunch of new stuff in there. and Oh, yeah. No, it's, I mean, it is the boob tube segment, so I guess we can uh, talk about what we've been watching. I forgot that, so that was something we've been doing. I've got a few things I've been watching. I've been watching a little bit, or a few things. Uh, you want to go first, or... Um, yeah, I can go first. So I've been watching, first off, I watched the new Borat yesterday, which was really good. Um, funny as shit. The, you know, it's, but it's one of those movies, if you've watched the, uh, the, um, commercial for it, you've probably seen a lot of the best parts. There is a very, very, very awkward scene with Rudy Giuliani. And it's so funny because... 
It's funny watching people try to justify this man's behavior on the internet. Um, Rudy Giuliani is in a situation with a female where he fucking really acts very poorly and very unprofessionally and kind of disgusting, in my opinion. And uh, especially for somebody who's supposed to be considered a leader of some form. A conservative leader. A conservative leader. So, but yeah, now I re- all these motherfuckers are making excuses for him. Always like tucking his shirt in. If you watch that scene and you don't think really Rudy Giuliani's about to pull his fucking cock out on this chick, you're fucking blind. And let me tell you something. More than likely, you probably do think he's gonna pull his cock out. And one of two things: you either a don't give a shit and think it's fucking funny or justifiable, or you do that in your own situation because you're a fucking creepy piece of shit, or fucking uh, or you're fucking blinded. Completely have the fucking wool pull over to your fucking. Give me to Uncle Rudy and finish my cock and balls. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's hard to fucking watch. <laughs> he fucking. He is fucking gross, man. And all these fucking motherfuckers are coming to his fucking aid. Oh, he, he was tucking his shirt in. Oh, it was yeah. an act. He was yeah, acting. He was tucking his camera. dick into his waistband. Yeah. He was probably doing He was acting. To fucking for the camera. No, he wasn't. Was not. You know. You know. Honestly, if Sasha Baron, Co- what's his late name? Sasha Baron Cohen. If he doesn't, if he ends up dead in the next couple months, it won't surprise me. It won't surprise me. He fucking pulled the fucking wool over the concert. I mean, he fucking he pulled a lot of shit out of the conservative party. There's a scene where he goes to a conservative rally and he's got them all fucking just saying racist shit. (laughs) Fuck, it's bad. Like, it's not even just the Rudy Giuliani thing. Like, he goes all out and fucking really makes a lot of these motherfuckers look like fools. Um, The golf pro scene, from what I've seen on commercials, looks like one of the funnier ones to me. Where he like swings back and lets go of the club. He's like, "What's the first thing that I told you?" <laughs> Hello, nice meet you. <laughs> I fucking laugh every goddamn time I see that. There's some funny shit. Hello, nice meet you. And the chick that plays his daughter is fucking hilarious too, man. Um, she does a good job, really good job. It's funny. Um, <laughs> Hello, nice meet you. <laughs> I fucking love Borat, man. It, it was definitely worth it, man. It was really, and I think it's free on Prime right now. So if you got Amazon Prime, you can watch it at any time. So, um, I do because that's where I buy all my shit because I hate people. So I pay the extra. I pay the eleven dollars. Hate people. So I pay the eleven dollars a month so I can get free shipping. So I don't have to. I can go out and see folks. So I can just buy my underwear online. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like trying mine on in the store. <laughs> get your if they don't, it. if they don't fit, I I put them back in the package and put them back on the shelf. <laughs> After I kind of rub around in them a little bit <laughs> in the dressing room, kind of get my stank on them. Get your stank on them. <laughs> uh, oh, excuse me. So I also been watching this show on Hulu. Yep, Hulu. <laughs> no, fuck, dude. Hulu has been actually coming up with some pretty good shows lately. Um. Uh, this show's called Pen 10, I think is what it's called. Um, 
That might not actually be it. It's pen something. But anyways, it's um, essentially it's kind of weird. And I thought at first I thought I was going to fucking hate this show. I thought it was going to be fucking stupid. And it is stupid, but like it's like I like it still because it's kind of like good stupid. But uh, these girls, they're probably about our age, like mid 30s. They like dress them down to look like they're like in junior high. And they play themselves in like junior high. And they like are like playing like out scenarios that happen to them in junior high. It's super fucking funny. Like, and they're from like our genre. Oh. And like our, I mean, like not our, our, era, our generation. Our generation. Yeah. Era. So like, so it's like a lot of like nostalgia for for me to watch this shit at the same time. But the first thing I said, because they do a pretty good job of making them look young, but like. I was sitting there watching this. I'm like, ask Claire. I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? And she's like, she's like, told me the name of it. I'm like, so these chicks are supposed to be in fucking junior high. She's like, yeah. I'm like, they look old as shit. And she's like, well, they're fucking our age. They're just dressed down to play themselves at their age. And I was like, oh, well, they don't really look that old. I just yeah. thought they were like 22 or something, you know? They're not they but look it's, older than what they should be. But it's pretty funny, and there's, like, some scenes in there where they, like, kiss boys, but it's, like, they, you know, they have to get around that because it's, like, statutory. Mm-hmm. You can't do that shit, especially with nowadays, yeah. you know? There's that scene where Demi Moore lays a big one on fucking some little kid when he was, like, in, like, the 80s, and fucking everybody flips out about it, which is kind of awkward looking. Look at that, uh, that movie, that, that old Disney movie, Blank Check. Oh, remember like the kid was like really hot after the uh, FBI agent uh-huh. trick, and like she ends up giving him a kiss at the end of the movie. And, yeah, yeah. Like, huh? How? Uh... But yeah, they get around it in a yeah. bunch of different ways, and it's fucking hilarious how they do. <laughs> and it's just, it's fucking funny. You're like watching it, and you're like, oh, that kid was totally fucking Donald Adams or whoever, you know? Yeah, it would be your. There's the Travis Bellamy of that bunch, yeah. you know. So like, but yeah, it's really good, man. It's funny as shit. Um, it's just good, good, good show. Um, I suggest it. What have you been watching? Uh, I've been watching a little bit of a well, some meat eater show that I usually normally watch. Oh yeah, they got uh, a new season out, right? Got a new season out. Uh, they put a new season out of their fishing show called Das Boat, mm. and that's kind of a cool thing. They go, uh, they buy a boat off the internet. And basically take it around from like like guide to guide, and they'll like go out like fishing for different things, and they like basically outfit the boat how they want it, and it's kind of cool. I know. Uh, then watching the uh, show on the Science Channel called Beneath the Ice, and that's pretty cool. Oh. Where they've been, uh, they find stuff that's like been unfrozen out of the permafrost. And, oh, really? Yeah, that sounds shit cool. Like that. And, so that's on the Science Channel. Yeah, on the Science Channel. Isn't that like the Discovery Channel show? Or yeah, it's like a that... Discovery Channel. It's like one of the Discovery Channel sides. And watch the ALS or the ALS uh, or the ALC division between the. Rays and Astros. Ooh. Some baseball. Billy, uh, Billy Some, Gates went to yeah, the... Yeah, Billy Gates actually went to the World Series because yeah. it's in Dallas. I, uh, 
I talked to his mom in the story yesterday and we were talking about it and she's like, yeah, he finally achieved one of his dreams. She's like, I think he wanted to go there with a mitt and a bat, but <laughs> he's happy that he just got to go. I'm like, yeah, we all kind of got to dole down our dreams the older we get. <laughs> I would have still went there with a mitt. Yeah, he probably did, knowing Billy. But the cool thing is it's probably kind of a bittersweet um, moment for him because he got to be a, a part of a very unique one-of-a-kind World Series. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he didn't get the whole experience. No, and that... So and I tell you what, that guy will represent the Mariners until the day he dies, because... He showed up all in Mariners gear. showed up gear. in all Mariners gear. <laughs> had a, even had a Mariners COVID mask on. Fuck yeah, he was decked out in the Mariners. Oh, man. Yeah. Seahawks are still undefeated, speaking of Seattle teams, yeah, I think. Dude, they're, they're doing good. They'll shit the bed in the playoffs, yep. though. No doubt. We got some duck. <laughs> we got we got duck football starting next week. I have no doubt. Or not next week, but uh, in November, November seventh, I believe is our first game. Damn. Okay. Yeah, it's a little bit later this year than normal. So are they going to run a shorter season, or are they? I'm not. I don't run? know if they're gonna if it's gonna be a shorter season or if they're just gonna go like play games right up until like bowl game time. And who even knows if they're if they're gonna do BCS Bowl Series this year because there's there's divisions not even playing. And oh really? There's a couple conferences I don't even think that are playing sports. So. Oh yeah, isn't it just? It might be. I don't know. If... Actually, up until uh, like a month or two ago, Pac twelve, Pac twelve wasn't, wasn't even was gonna opt out this year, not even have football. Yeah, but, you know. Fuck it, dude. Just like professionals are doing. Yeah. They're not allowing fans. Well, here's the deal. It's like, how long are we going to live in fear of this? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm i just to the point where we got to start getting back to yeah. a little bit of normalcy. And it, actually, doctors are suggesting it. Scientists are suggesting well, it. People, People's mental health has been suffering over the last... Very much like, so. Probably six to seven months. They're even actually, longer. I mean, that's starting to show a little bit. And this is... I try to base my shit off of real stats and mm -hmm. not, not opinions. And uh, as far as I know, some of the real stats are saying that... Um, that scientists and doctors are starting to sway a little bit in the let's open some shit back up direction no well, matter what we gotta, happens. Because... We got to test We got to test the waters. You can't just fucking live in the vinyl bubble anymore. You actually as... got to get out and fucking see if we can get back to the way things kind of were. And I, I don't feel like... I know the cases have kind of went up and down and up and down, but I don't feel like at least... In our state, our medical fields have been overly exhausted. I could be totally wrong, though. Um, I feel like if they were, they would be showing that a little more, um, like they did in New York. Because that was part of why everybody freaked out, is because over in Europe and over in, in New York and on the East Coast, a lot of the hospitals were so fucking slammed. Well, but then... You know, then people are like, you also got to remember, it's like, it's like per like, I think it's like per hundred, like per hundred people or per 80 people, like one person would have COVID. Yeah. Which, so, I mean, like. That's kind of a lot, though, if you think about <laughs> it. I mean, that's a pretty, so it's a one in 80, you know, a, 
I guess you can say 8% chance out of 100. Yeah. You know, 10%, I don't know. I'm fucking terrible at math. Yeah, but also, but, you know, the I mean, it's very have... low. I mean, it's it's a it's one of those fuck it. I'm gonna roll the dice on it. The amount of people that have fucking uh, have died are up in the area of the amount of people that died in World War One, though. Yep. So if you think about it in that sense, like, did people do people think that World War One was not dangerous? Not uh, do they think that like, you know, I mean, I guess like. Will they demean that? You know, well, the deaths and like, that. I doubt that. I doubt they'd no. be like, "Wow, man, oh, not enough people died in World War One. We should go have a World <laughs> War Three. Yeah, you know, we we need to average. We got to pump them numbers up. There's there's good numbers in two. We got to pump them up in three. I mean, this is this is what I think, and and I'm a moron, so I'm probably completely wrong, and I should probably listen to people that are smarter than me. But I think, in a whole, we need to do better as a society to wear masks and wash our hands and take tests as needed. And they need to work a little harder at getting better tests too, yeah. I think, which I don't know. They probably are. I mean, they didn't have a lot of notice, you know, but I feel like we should have been more prepared for this. We got a little arrogant. I feel that I, I do feel the same way with you. The mask thing, I think unless you're going out in a very, very crowded public area, or a very big event. Like, if you're just going to, like, your office or, you know, say, like, you're just going to eat in a restaurant or something. And mm -hmm. I know, like, now you don't have to wear it if you sit down. Mm -hmm. But any small place where there's not that many people where you can socially distance yourself properly, you know, I don't, I don't see where the necessity of the mask. Yeah. You know, I it, can see it, it in the grocery store because it, you're walking it, it, around yeah. and you're breathing on shit yeah. that people are going to take home but with them. I'm saying like, you know, like you, you run into like, you know, like in places like the post office, like very, very, very public places, gas stations, post offices, you know, yada, yada. But other places like, fuck, you're running well, into here's, the, here's if, an example. the thing is, if you want to wear one, more power to you, but the people that don't want to wear one, fucking, fuck it, let them roll the dice, and if they'd get sick, that's their own goddamn fault. Yeah, everybody's big argument with that is, though, is they're gonna go get everybody else sick. Exactly. You know, and that it's, there's truth to that, you know, so. And there is. But, the, I mean, and also, like, you know, I go to the gym, and it's only required to wear your mask until you get to the equipment you're gonna use, which is, I see, I don't see anything wrong with that. You are required to sanitize your equipment before before and after you use it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so, I mean, if everybody's doing their part to do a good job there, um, I don't see any issue with that, you know. And they, they ask you to have your mask on you. So if you get within six feet of somebody, because it happens, you're walking to another piece of equipment mm -hmm. somebody's walking to, and you guys end up meeting up. So, I mean, I just wear mine off my ears and under my chin so I can breathe while I'm working out. And then if I'm walking past somebody, I just throw it on my face. Yeah, and, and see, to me, like right there, that that is a perfectly fine thing. Like, And I think, you know, the restaurant, too, I mean, I think their, their protocols are proper. You wear your mask mm -hmm. in until you sit at your table. You take mm -hmm. your mask off, and then you wear it if you mm -hmm. move. And that, that keeps it to where 
you know, the waitresses can come by right after you eat and sanitize everything mm-hmm. that you've exactly. been around. And then if you're walking around, it doesn't make them have to walk around yeah. sanitizing shit every time yeah. somebody comes in, you know, like at work, we're required to do sanitations four times a day. We do them at both the 12s and both the sixes. So, um, but and we're and in our office, I think it's, it's a little more, we probably should be wearing them too, a little more than we do. Um, or I mean, I think it should be required the way it is. So I keep wearing it because uh, we're our office is really, really small and we're never within six feet apart. But here's another thing: is I see a lot of people who preach about these masks and talk about proper mask wearing that don't do the shit themselves. Mm-hmm. They 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 uh, really like to preach about it, really like to do it, but at the same time, you see them in a lot of situations where they should be wearing masks and they're just like, fuck it. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of people are likely to say fuck it in, in, you know, a sense like right now. I mean, essentially we should be wearing masks. Yeah. We're, we're in a car together. We haven't been around each other. I've been on vacation for two weeks. I could be carrying this shit right now. Yeah. Well, look at me. I have fucking people coming in from Portland, Seattle, California. I had a guy the other day, I got it from Georgia. Mm hmm. You know, that have been on airlines and shit like that. Yeah, so. And and the amount of paperwork that I have to do now this year, just to take people out to shoot fucking fake clay birds is ridiculous. Yeah. God forbid they eat one of them half raw and get another fucking weird disease. So... Well, fuck, eat a, man. Eat a clay pigeon raw? No, I mean... Fuck, that would, I said eat a real bird. The fuck, tear your stomach up. All right, we're coming up on 25 minutes, brother. Let's roll into another segment, and we'll yeah. come back with our top five. This week's top five is comedian. I did a real... This is one of our best stand-up comedy... Or better, one of our best top fives, and I've done a real shitty job at promoting it. So, um, anyways, uh, up next for our boob, suit, boob tube session... We have a return of Shannon J. Rideout, Terrible Tune, followed by an oldie but a goodie. These guys, spoiler alert, will probably make my top five for uh, Dogwater Radio Artist of the Year, um, The Scoffs. I want to quarantine with you live at Tony V's. <laughs> so, you know, all of our, you know, all of our segments are shit we found on YouTube, live performances. Stuff like that. So um, we'll be back with you to give you a good outro and our top five. Um, we'll be back in just a second. Top five stand-up comedians. You want to have a drink? You can't drink there while you're driving. It's, against, it's against the law. What? Who is this guy that follows us? I wish it didn't follow us anymore. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll lose them. No, we better not lose them. Hey, don't look at me. Uh, eat my tits. We'll make a right turn up here. Don't look at me like that. I will eat your shit. Hey, just... uh, you fuck my mother. Hey, hey, no, you can't. No, he'll do, do before you he look can't on do me. That, okay, they're gonna throw us in jail, me with you. you Why you in jail? He'll look on me, la la la, behind. You can't say that. I like you. Do you like me? I do like you. You are my friend? You're a nice young man, and I am your friend. You will be my boyfriend. Uh, yeah, I won't be your boyfriend. Why not? You don't well, like I can me. Be a... Yeah, I can be. Depends. No boyfriend. Yeah, I can. Great success.
pendulum swing my bloody heart that rings and falling failing thoughts that sink oh time it's haunting you and all the things that you sleeping alone Oh, my soul, it's never been this broken My thoughts never this true and Oh, darling I care for you I wrote a terrible tune to care it's an eye for an eye we were selfish all the time souls trying to make it through this sick old world and all the things that we do we walked and tread a dusty road forgotten so very long ago with every demon Threads never meant just right. Our hearts need so much patching and night. Oh, my love, somehow it just ain't right to be so dark you can't even see. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, ma'am? Oh, good, sweet. 
You'll never get no service that way. You gotta get her in the moneymaker. <laughs> hey, Missy, how about some sandwiches? About the times we live in, ladies and gentlemen. This is called, I want to quarantine with you. I gotta stay at home Think I'd rather stay at home with you If I gotta sit inside Think I'd rather sit inside with you Why don't you come on by If you got nothing else to do Because I want to quarantine I want to quarantine I want to quarantine with you the clock and think of everyone dying off with you if i gotta die today i guess i'd rather share a grave with you why don't you come on by if you've got nothing else to do because i want to quarantine i want to quarantine i want to quarantine with you Maybe we can screw. The Boobs Hoobs Session. That was Shannon J. Rideout. Terrible tune. Followed by the Scoffs. I want to quarantine with you. Live from Tony V's. So yeah. We'll give our top five stand-up comedians now. To send you all off. Um, a lot of good stand-up comedians in hot water these days. Like maybe a couple of them that got taken off my list. Because they turned out to be fucking perverts. Um... But uh, my number five, as a guy I've just been recently getting into, he's an SNL cast member, and uh, his name's Pete Davidson. <laughs> and speaking of uh, um, comedians that have been in hot water, um, not Pete Davidson, but he was doing a stand-up, and he was talking about how he met one of his idols, uh, Louis C.K., and uh, Louis C.K. was, like, being a dick and basically giving a speech to the whole SNL uh, uh, cast and was talking shit about Pete, saying, like, that he smokes too much pot and that he's 
gonna smoke his career away and he needed to be more professional and shit like that. And like Pete Davidson was talking about how like the guy that runs SNL pulled him aside and was like, hey, so Louis C.K. filed like a complaint about you. Like you think maybe you could smoke like like how much weed are you smoking? It was kind of funny. And he, Pete Davis was like, yeah, like, no, I, yeah, that happened. I smoked weed in the dressing room. And he's like, okay, like maybe, uh, maybe you can smoke like less weed or be more aware about the, the weed that you're smoking. And Pete Davis was like, yeah, sure. I'll count how much weed I'm smoking. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, he's like, but yeah, sure enough. Then one morning I wake up and guess who's in trouble. <laughs> Mr. Fucking perfect himself. Louis C.K. Yeah. So, yeah, but I like Pete Davidson. Uh, his stand-up is good. It's not great. And he'll even say it's not great. But he's really great on SNL. And I think he's going to end up being really good in uh, in movies and mm. shit. He just did that Judd Apatow flick, uh, um, King, King of Staten, Staten Island, which is good. He did another one called uh, Big Time Adolescence. Um, that's good. And... He was in the dirt, a Motley Crue story. He's done a lot of shit. He's, I don't know, he's cool. Him and Machine Gun Kelly are really tight, which is uh, kind of weird, but it's funny because, like, there's this generation is actually finally sculpting, like, its own path. And it's been kind of, it's kind of cool to watch. Like, I don't like Machine Gun Kelly all that much but I don't hate him as much as I used to he just put out a pop punk album that's pretty fucking good I hate to fucking admit it because A you know it's really mainstream really bubblegummy really pop punky but unfortunately that's some of the best shit that's been on the fucking top 10 shit for a while you know so it's kind of cool to see them trying to bring something back from our generation, you know? And, you know, I hated him for a long time. I just didn't really like him. And then he started beefing with Eminem, which also made me not like him. But, but I mean, let's face it. Eminem's always kind of been a little bitch. Like, I fucking started thinking about it. Like, I like Eminem. He's a very important fucking staple in music in my fucking generation. But he's, but he's kind, kind of, of a punk. He's kind of a bitch. Yeah. And he... That album, at first I was like, this is good, but it's kind of recycled garbage from his good shit. Like, basically, he was like, oh, well, I'll just redo all my good Glory Day stuff and kind of try to spit it faster and... Put new, like, mm -hmm. put new, like, a little bit of new, like... Yeah, and then start this beef with Machine Gun Kelly. and, And Machine Gun Kelly actually has been on record saying, like, look, Eminem's, like, one of the best... But he fucking dissed me, and I'm not gonna be a bitch, you know. So, and Pete Davidson said the same thing. He was doing hot ones, and he's like, they asked him about Eminem, and he was like really into like the, like one some of the hottest. He's got IBS, like or no Crohn's disease, bad too. And, and he, Pete Davidson does. yeah, and he was oh. doing hot ones, which has got some of the hottest hot sauce in the world. Uh. So he was literally like having issues, like breathing on the show. I was like getting worried about. It. it was painful for me to watch him try to answer these questions. But they asked him that while he was like on level eight of the hot wings, and uh, he was like talking about how like. No, he's, like, one of the greatest of all time, but he was kind of a bitch to one of my friends, so, like, whatever, I don't really like him as a person, I guess, but... 
Um, I think he's a pompous, arrogant fuck myself. Who, Eminem? Yeah. Yeah. He, he is. He always has been. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, then, uh, then I kind of like started watching interviews with Machine Gun Kelly and he doesn't actually seem like the douchebag that I thought he was. He seems pretty down to earth, kind of like Post Malone in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. The, these guys do worry me though a little bit. They do a shit ton of drugs. I think Pete Davidson's sober now. Like, yeah. I think he smokes a little weed medicinally, he says. Because like, where he's at, I think he's in Staten Island, which I think is still illegal oh. up there. So I think he's got his medical card. But uh, but Machine Gun Kelly openly does, like, a lot of drugs. Same with Post Malone. I think Post Malone slowed down some, but I think it kind of sends the wrong message a little bit to the youth of this, this country because a lot of them look up to these guys. Um, but I guess, I mean, it's no different than our fucking generation doing the same goddamn thing, yeah. you know? You grew up in the ecstasy generation. Well, that, and then the, before that it was heroin, then it was coke, yeah. you know? So, I mean, it's, I guess it's not any different that these fucking kids like Molly and shit and, and Post Malone, like Post Malone and fucking, uh, Machine Gun Kelly really like mushrooms and fucking coke, I think is a lot of their shit, you know? So they like to fucking party. Yeah. And they're young kids, you know. Pete David, that's another thing I was going to say. Like, Pete Davis is like 26. You know, it's like, it's weird to think like mainstream people are like that age. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we're older. I feel than like that used to, at, for a while, it was like these kids, these people were slightly older than us, so they seemed super cool. Mm-hmm. Then we were like the same age as them, but now I'm like older than them. And it fucking feels really weird. And I think that's why I don't understand a lot of their shit. But Pete Davis's comedy is good. But he's really, like, into pop culture, like, dresses, like, weird. To me, weird, you know. But it's kind of cool. Like, our generation is coming back. The style from the 90s. and shit. Yeah, the the styles from the 90s are coming back, though, you know. It's kind of cool in a lot of ways to watch these guys. Because I think they're giving our fucking generation a proper proper nod. Just how, like, the ones before us were all fucking hell-bent on the 80s and shit. Yeah. Like, now everybody's like, oh, it's a 90s party. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so basically, I can go fucking get shit out of my closet that I wore, <laughs> like, 10 years ago and yeah, uh, rock some Tommy Hilfinger and Ralph Lo- Ralph Polo- or Ralph Lauren Polos. Alright, but yes, yeah, so, okay, here we go. Um, I'll keep rolling instead of talking about my love for Pete Davidson. Um, Ron White is fucking great. Out of those blue collar guys, hands down the best out of all of them. Uh, one that definitely stayed the most relevant, I think. I mean, Jeff Foxworthy is always going to kind of be on a different realm than he's, all those guys. He's the churchy one out of the group. He's the one doing the I thought Engvall was probably the churchy one out no, of the group. Well, Engvall, well, he did do Dancing with the Stars. So, um, but Fox really does like going for Al commercials. And, <laughs> you know, the are you smarter than a fifth grader? And, yeah. So, and I mean, like, and how many members of his family did he ask that to? Are you smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, I love Ron White, man. He's one of the best. Uh, he's good. We got Ford Ranger coming up, gonna rumble with us. <laughs> White Ranger. Um, my number three is Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan. Not been super happy with his, uh, with his podcast as of late. And actually, this kind of pissed me off a little bit. Like, so, 
I'm pretty open about Joe Rogan's opinions on shit. And I fucking know that he doesn't agree. I mean, I know that I'm not going to see eye to eye with him in a lot of ways, but I still respect him. I still listen to his shit, you know. But the first time ever, he kind of fucking pissed me off. And it, ironically enough, it was on the episode with Ron White that he just did. It's one of the first Spotify ones. It's like, since he's went to Spotify, like, he's trying to be more conservative. Yeah. Like, he's trying to be the next fucking Rush Limbaugh or yeah, somebody I don't else. Think he's doing that. Not but quite, he's... but he's really pushing, like, the, well, oh, fucking rants, man. I'm living in Texas. Yeah, now. I was going to say, I think it's the whole, like, well, I'm living in Texas. I got, it. and what's pissing me off is he's like, I got out of that liberal war zone in California. I'm like, um, motherfucker, like, just like two months ago, you're liberal, liberal, Trump, fuck Trump this. And... Well, he is still a fuck Trump, I think, but, you know, but it fucking irritated me. Cause, and that's exactly where I'm going with this, is right out the gate. And he bombarded Ron with this, which I don't think Ron even fucking had, like, an opinion on it. He was kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But he was like, oh, these people in Portland, dumb fucks, burning their own fucking cities down and this and that and all this shit. I'm like, motherfucker, are you there? Yeah. Are you in the middle of this? Like, don't fucking raise a fucking opinion on shit unless you're going to walk the streets with these guys. And that's my thing. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I know that I went by Portland and the homeless camps are insane right now. And I think that's probably a bigger problem than the BLM's protesting. Um, fucking homeless camps are fucking at an all-time high there right now. It's insane. But it didn't look like the city was on fire. Zero buildings have been destroyed. A few statues, you have racist people or whatever, you know, have been fucking teared down or graffitied. But you know what? That shit happens anyways. Um, it happens, part of being in a city, you know. But, but yeah, I mean, that shit happened in Minnesota, but the motherfuckers, that's where they fucking killed that guy. Yeah. Um, and they just released that fucking pig. They fucking... Took away all the charges from his fucking cool. shit, which I, I fucking knew that was going to happen. Wait long enough for it to fucking cool down. I'll probably have his job back in a year. Um, or he'll be on in a different precinct or different force somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, he's fucking, fuck that shit. So, but that pissed me off. Like, Rogan's fucking podcast since this shit has happened has been fucking kind of, I don't like where it's heading, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't like the fact that he's forming opinions on things that I know he doesn't know anything about, you know, Joe Rogan's been really good in the past about like not forming opinions on shit until he knows a lot of yeah. it. And that's, what's irritating me. He's blindly going into shit and fucking running his fucking mouth. And well, I think he's been having so many conservative guests on lately that it's starting to cloud his judgment a little bit. Yeah. Right. Ooh, new daily coronavirus cases. Uh-oh. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of the Dutch brothers and yeah. Hermiston that got some. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so... Probably got herpes, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so enough about Rogan. He's still one of my favorites, though. Number three, great uh, great stand-up comedian, great podcast host, too. But um, just because I've been less than happy with him lately doesn't mean he's still not one of my favorites i've been kind of boycotting his show i'm not looking i I looked through the other day to see if he had any guests that i wanted to see but he really had that he had matthew mcconaughey on the other day oh matthew mcconaughey's matthew mcconaughey it's the same oh my and a matthew mcconaughey (laughs) yeah running for the texas you won't yeah you want to talk about when i got caught by the cops when i was on acid (laughs) at the ut frat party here a few years ago 
Uh, my number two is Chappelle. Chappelle's great, man. Um, just a shade better than, than Rogan, in my opinion, though. And I'd really like to see them on one of those duo shows with those so two, I. man. I fucking love Dave Chappelle. Uh, my number one is Bill Burr. Um, I fucking love Bill Burr. I know a lot of the people that are listening to this probably are like, oh, man, what about some of the greats, you know, like Pryor and stuff like that. And they're great. But I feel like I, I, I really connect to a lot of these people because they're more my age bracket. So mm-hmm. they bitch about things that are more my. Well, the thing is, I could do I could do a different top five alone just off of old or like deceased <laughs> comedians. Well, yeah, and I could do a I you could know. do a fucking Carlin episode, probably. Yeah, just, my and that one, that's the bit. whole thing. Like, I didn't want to pick Car, you know, with my picks. I didn't want to pick Carlin because, to me, he's one of the quintessential comedians. Yeah, I think anybody on this list, except maybe Pete Davidson. Um, I don't know how. I don't know much about Pete Davidson's influences, mm-hmm. um, but I'll guarantee you that for. <laughs> Three, two, and one all. We'll state Carlin as yeah, one of their, Carlin, like, Richard Pryor. One of their best. Yeah, those Carlin and Pryor yeah. are probably their top one and two. Uh, Louis, uh, Louis, um, what's what's that dude's name? Louis uh, C.K. No, not Louis C.K. Uh, Louis Anderson. Yeah, Louis Anderson and Sam Kinison are probably on their list mm-hmm. as well. Bobcats probably one yeah. that they really like. I f- I love Bobcat. I, I love too. fucking Louis Anderson too. All right, why don't you give me your top five, brother? Well, you didn't. Did you do your one? Oh, yeah, yeah my, you did. My do one's Bill Burr. One, Bill Burr. Okay, top five. My fifth is Josh Blue. Uh, he's a comedian. He has ALS. Or, no, he has muscular dystrophy. Oh, is that the guy that was on last comic, comic yeah, standing? Yeah. He's like on the first one, right? Yeah. That guy's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I didn't even think about him. What he's like, he's like. Just, just all of his his delivery is fucking just hilarious. Yeah, he's good at what he does. He really yeah. milks that shit, the, too. The sticky, his stand-up uh, special sticky change is <laughs> fucking hilarious. I'm going to have to watch this on Netflix or anything. Yeah, it's, it should be on Netflix. Um, <laughs> Me and Cooper used to watch that guy. <laughs> My parent, what, what, how, what was one of his jokes? He's like... Uh, He's like, so I'm actually an African American. <laughs> He's like, my mom and dad were in Africa, and they had sex, and nine months later, here I come. So yeah, I was born in Africa. So he's <laughs> like, I'm an African American. But I and I love that. Uh, number four is Brad Williams. He is a short like I'll just use where he's a midget. The midget comedian, uh, hilarious, makes fun of himself, you know, talks about, you know, how him and his dad had a kind of a rocky relationship when he's younger, but how close they are now. And, you know, a lot of stuff I can relate to with him. Mm-hmm. You know, That's kind of like me and my mom, dude. We had mm-hmm. a really rocky relationship in high school and late junior high, but we're pretty tight now, you know? Uh, Number three, uh, I'll go with Tom Segura. Oh, Tom Segura's good. I like Tom Segura. He kind of turned into a little bitch lately, though. Yeah, he, he kind of turned domestic. 
you know, a lot of these guys, you can see they're getting older and not as, like, edgy-ish. You and know, honestly, like, I like Tom Segura, but none of the specials have been as good as his first one that I watched. I um, like the last one. I just, yeah, I do kind of like his subtle humor. He's kind of like um, Jim Gaffigan, in a sense, where he kind of has that subtle delivery that yeah, makes you, like... that really, like, easy... Uh, his, his bit about meeting Tyson was fucking hilarious. Anyways, which one was that? Was he number three or number two? That was uh, number three. Okay. Um, number two would be... Uh... Oh, fuck. Just thought of the word. Uh, Burt Crusher. Like, he's the dude that does the machine... And uh, stuff like, you know, other deals like that. Uh, kind of a rumor has it that the character Van Wilder was loosely based off of his college time. Because hmm. he was a writer for Lampoons around that time, which is nat- like Van Wilder's National Lampoons. Okay. Uh, and the dude went to like Florida State. He was just kind of a douchey frat guy, but... I don't know. I like his stand-up. His fucking... And I don't just like his, like, crazy party stories. Like, I love his, like, how he kind of uh, rags on his family. Kind of his kids are... He's like... He's like, I love my daughters to death. But he's like, they're not very bright upstairs. (laughs) And he's... Then the... uh, His special where he talks about uh, going on the zip line with him and they're joking around like when in doubt spread it out and he's like both of them forgot that phrase as soon as they got to the end and both of them racked their vajays (laughs) (laughs) and he's like when we when me and my wife came sliding in we're like hey when in doubt spread it out guys (laughs) and my number one is Patton oswald Patton oswald's good and you know what i started watching a I started watching that Goldberg show. Is that mm-hmm. one? Is that one you like to watch or no? no I was more. I like Modern Family. Okay, M- Modern Family's good too. But but I started watching the Goldbergs the other day. I think that might be a show that I commit to watching because it's pretty goddamn good. Um, but yeah, we're coming up on twenty minutes, and that's a pretty good segment, I think. And that was a pretty good show. Back covered a lot, bitched about a lot. Uh, smoked a lot, drank a lot. Yep. I think next week I'm, or our next show, I'm going to put a little piece together about the pebble vine. It's something that I'm uh, very, I'm starting to get very, uh, ooh, kind of. I'm going to start being very outspoken about it. It's uh, something that our Earth does not need. We do not need a gold and copper mine, open pit mine at the headwaters of Bristol Bay in Alaska. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'll go into a little bit more of that. Right on. You don't want a little Next. bit of more of this, though, huh? Well, I'll take a little bit more of that. <laughs> A little bit of this and a little bit of that. And uh, <sighs> I'm pretty high. I was gonna if you want to be little... honest, I'm baked. I'm yeah. kind of cross-faded, too. Um, this beer isn't really sitting well with me, but the weed is today. I've been on the fucking weed. Good. Yeah, it is Coming good. back to the home It team. is good. <laughs> Coming back to the home. I just need a little break, you know. I had an off season. 
Now I'm back on varsity. I'm not on varsity yet. I'll always be on JV when it comes to smoking weed, but I think I'm coming not up. As like I think I'm coming up on my coaching. Uh, my, <laughs> I'm coming up on the seniors division. Yeah, you're coaching. You'll be doing charity. I'll charity. be doing charity like skins like <laughs> tournaments with like fucking <laughs> be golfing with Jim Brewer. That smells like a fucking be... seed. I wish that would have been a seed. I would have loved to have planted them. I uh I've gotten shit lately that has been really seedy. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good stuff. So i I have a little I have a little pill bottle like insulated pill bottle for my next generation row row all right folks we'll we'll see you motherfuckers next week hold on remember go and like us on youtube facebook this is what happens when i smoke instagram (laughs) i don't think we have a twitter Uh, um yeah we don't have a twitter maybe we should get a twitter we can no, because all I'm going to do is tweet shit about Donald, like two Donald Trump and probably <laughs> get put on a fucking watch list. Uh, remember, go over to the Ruckus and the Records store. Get your copies of the Ruckus and the Records comp. Uh, it's good to see Pre-order Cole Inkle's album, too. Pre-order Cole's album. Uh, get you a sticker. And, you know. I seen that you get what got pin, like some ruckus rip pins on there. Yeah, right now too, we've got a one grab bag left. We're kind of low on shit because I'm re- ordering things for the holiday season. Because I want you guys to give the gift of ruckus to your fa- family. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Uh. So right now we're really low on shirts. Shit like that. So, but I got a grab bag that's got an extra large ruckus shirt in it. Everybody can wear an extra large. Well, except us. Uh, Yeah, except us. (laughs) Because most average, extra large. Most most uh, average people can wear an extra large. So, um, but yeah. So then, uh, it's got a magnet. It's got a the last of a lot of things. It's got the last mask in it. Uh, The last ever copy of people like you hate people like you or people like me. People Like You Hate People Like Me um, is in there. That album is by me, of course. And then uh, My Greatest Hits album is in there. And then uh, I threw a Hannah Moore album in there. Ruckus and Place album. Felix Thursday album. Cheating Hearts album. There's a magnet in there, which is the last magnet, I think. Um yeah, man, and I think it's like 35 bucks for all this. And yeah. it's the last face mask is in there. I don't know Ooh, if I said that. Yeah, that's a damn good that's a damn good deal. So yeah, um that's go, that's going. We're pretty broke right yeah, now. It's so. helping it's helping the label out. It's helping you out because you get some neat shit. Yeah, and it's really helping uh-huh. us out because basically this is all to get us uh Get us a little bit of cash to restock the store. Because I know a lot of you guys have got the shit, you know, that we've already had. Oh, yeah, the last ever uh, white ruckus in the records embroidered patches in there as well. So, um, lots of good shit. And then got a bunch of small shirts for sale for five bucks a piece. Yeah, and you ladies out there, or even men with sewing machines Mm -hmm. or good embroidery or, you know, good seamstress skills. You guys can cut the shirt, you know, cut the shirt up, make a back patch out of it, oh, you yeah. know. Hell, make a headdress out of it. Yeah, you know what? With the time of COVID, make a goddamn face mask out of it. Well, yeah. Yep. 
Who who wouldn't want a five dollar ruckus, you know, face mask? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would. But yeah, so that's that's about it, man. Though, but we're uh, be on the lookout for new shit because lots of new shit coming soon. So um, we'll try to. I'm not sure what we're gonna do next week's our Halloween episode, and we'll keep you posted on that. We've been kicking some ideas around. Um, not probably gonna do what we planned on doing, but we're gonna do something. I think so. We'll do something. Yeah, we're probably we're not gonna be live. We're not gonna spoopy. be. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna go to a cemetery or anything else like that. But maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe uh, maybe we'll try and like set up an interview with like a Bigfoot researcher or something. Hey, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, motherfuckers. We'll see you next week. We appreciate you guys. Before we go, though, folks, we're gonna be playing a brand new track off of Rachel Brooks' album. This track is called It Ain't Over Till You're Crying. It's off of her latest album, The Loneliness in Me, um, which just came out this week. We will talk more about this album next week. Peace. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. It ain't over till you're crying. You ain't the last. To pay for ancient history That's what you get Then it
Fuck you! Connor, over here, please. Connor, 